0: This is Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. It's June 12th, 2023, and I'm in my Portland, Maine studio giving an update on community housing. It it has momentum. In case you didn't hear, uh, I was the guest at the Portland Rotary last week to give a talk on the developments in Cape Elizabeth around housing, and that went well. And on June 26th is the big day. For 45 minutes in the evening, I have the opportunity to present the idea of community housing to the Housing Diversity Study Committee, which is a, um, on its face a temporary ad hoc citizen committee formed by the town council to make recommendations about housing. But <laughs> if you spend time at the meetings, it's a political brawl and the meetings last like two and three hours, uh, chaired by a guy who <laughs> appears to be sort of a aw shucks jock, but is actually quite calculating and has done an unbelievable job uh, causing chaos and dysfunction at this committee, really undermining the trust of, of, of so many people. But he just keeps blustering through so... Really, what I need to do is just survive this committee process. And I think I will because it's a good idea and there's thoughtful people on the Housing Diversity Subcommittee who will hopefully see through the petty politics and just embrace what is a good idea for Cape Elizabeth, and that is to use 10 acres of colcrest to develop affordable housing. And the more I put meat on the bone, as I'm required to do on June 26th, the more I'm convinced that this is a winning idea because we own this land, it's owned for housing, it's nearby to other affordable housing that looks nice and that we all appreciate and can think in our minds comfortably about replicating because it's a success story. We already have a recipe for success and we have a location that's literally right across the Spurwick River to uh, duplicate that success. So it's very exciting. And in terms of some of the obstacles that a lot of people like to remind me of, one of them being the construction costs and especially the development of the road. And to that, I say that, you know, uh, past this prologue. We have, as a town, built a road at Gullcrest, Cooper Drive, as well as Denison Drive. It was 20 or so years ago. It cost... I don't know, less than $2 million, and we bonded it over 20 years. And that project is basically what we would be doing for community housing, building a similar road, probably similar in length. And so it's feasible because we know that uh, we can just project what the cost was 20 years ago using inflation and other market factors, what the cost will be. Presently, and then apply the bonding metric and discover <laughs> that, yes, as a matter of fact, Cape Elizabeth has plenty of capacity to bond for, you know, a uh, sell bonds to construct a road over 20 years, and it's a really good investment. Without going into the nitty-gritty details of muni- municipal bonds, they are not only good for towns as a way to responsibly... And, you know manage their their fiscal matters but it's also really good for investors. Municipal bonds, Cape Elizabeth we could we could have fun just with the bonds themselves because they're a really good investment that can on top of providing housing and um, and doing a project we could also boost some of the investments for Cape Elizabeth residents which they probably don't need but it's a selling point. That, that this project could actually result in the issuance of bonds connected to a really great project. Imagine if Cape Elizabeth is the leader in Maine and perhaps even in New England for affordable housing in the suburbs that's really focused on families and and the needs of the communities and not necessarily what the bottom line is for developers and in, in packaging these multifamily low-income housing projects that are so popular using the low-income tax credit. So the reason why the construction costs will be substantially less in Cape Elizabeth is because the town owns the land and will be contributing the land, which, just to give you an example, in the Dunham Court project that was rejected by the voters in Cape Elizabeth, that project, the acquisition costs of the land were over a million dollars. So if you take that out from the equation and you take out the cost of building a road that means the building costs of the housing are substantially reduced and then on top of that there are programs that Maine Housing is offering new programs that would provide uh, sort of a a it's not necessarily, you can't call it a grant but it's, it's a mortgage that essentially doesn't have to be paid until the very end basically not paying it back at all, and that's up to $185,000 per unit. So if we, for instance, took advantage of this rural rental program, the new one that's coming out where you can build up to 18 rental units for workforce, that's 80% AMI, up to $185,000 in state money per unit would be on top of subtracting from the cost of the development the land and the infrastructure and that makes it achievable that makes it very feasible and it allows us to make housing that is more oriented towards families not one bedroom you know one bedroom very small apartments in a very tall building this instead can be the kinds of housing that families and people who live in beautiful cape elizabeth uh, expect because that's what's all around i mean just having a big eyesore of an apartment building in the middle of town where all the poor people are going to live is just not it's not a dignified way for low-income families to live in our community to be segregated in a type of housing that is exists nowhere else and it's just so much healthier for for families to have access to all of the outdoors that we offer as well as the great schools um so I'm presenting on June 26th. I encourage anyone who's interested to please show up or tune in. But more importantly, if you could contact the Housing Diversity Study Committee and tell them that you are interested in this idea. There's people who are just trying to prevent it from even getting on a survey. There's going to be a survey that's going out to the town. We're paying consultants to come up with a list and, and various ways to engage the community and survey them on what kinds of housing they like and what they don't like and what proposals they could support. And I really want community housing to be on the survey. It should be because it's an idea that a lot of people know about. It's been the subject of multiple public forums that have been aired on public TV uh, over 800 people signed a petition in support of the concept of doing affordable housing on Gallcrest on 10 acres of Gallcrest. so there's no reason why um, oh and on top of that the town council voted unanimously to authorize a feasibility study so if, if it doesn't make the survey that is ridiculous so I want the I want community housing to be on the survey and then ultimately I'd like a majority, I hope to convince a majority of the Housing Diversity Subcommittee to make a recommendation that the town council study this further and, and support it because, because this is how we can act, and we have to act quickly if we're going to do something in our lifetime. But but the, but the, the calendar is, is, is quite doable, and what that would take is getting through this housing diversity study committee process by getting on the survey and then hopefully having a vote by the committee to the town council, the town council taking it up. And if interested, we would have to authorize a bond. We'd have to put out RFPs for designs. We'd have to obviously have a a design and and a bond for the road. And And the reason why the bonding is so important and so good and the reason why I think the town contributing the land and bonding the costs of the road over 20, peri- over 20 years is that the bond question can go out to the voters. So that way, very early on, we will have a very accurate uh, gauge of community support for this concept because everyone who goes into the voting booth can either support the bond or not, and they'll know all the details. They'll know exactly how much this is going to cost, and they can vote for it. And if we get through that hurdle... Then it seems to me developers who may have some degree of unease because of what happened with Dunham Court would know that the community is behind this concept. The land and the road is not something they have to worry about, and then they could just get to work putting together a very creative proposal that, in my view, would have three components: um, workforce housing. You know, these are modest three. Modest projects on 10 acres. A small facility for, not facility, but a small senior living place. A place for seniors to downsize. We, You know, just a, a beautiful place for seniors to live <laughs> um, with hopefully some of the amenities that they need in this town. Like a garage to store their gear. A lot of seniors are very active and they still have a car and they still have a bike and they, <laughs> you know, need Need quality living, so we're going to down, seniors downsizing, which will free up their homes for families. We'll also have starter homes, which is also a program that the Maine Housing Authority can help finance. Starter homes for new families, families from all over who who want to live here. And again, you know, it's a perfect place to raise a family because there's good schools, a lot of fresh air, and a lot of families. Seven out of ten households in Cape Elizabeth are families. And the workforce, we need housing for the workforce. And the workforce in Cape Elizabeth, as I've said over and over, is not low income, it's moderate income. And so seniors, workforce, new families on 10 acres of Goldcrest, the town's contribution is the land and the road, we will put out RFPs to developers to do the, the housing. They'll come back with plans that will include their financing scheme that, most likely will involve Maine housing authority mortgages and perhaps the low income tax credit and the new program and and we can move forward so we just got to get through this housing diversity study committee process it's a gauntlet Uh, the chair and um, another committee member it appears are actively working to prevent community housing from getting a fair shake they really just want to defeat it and and it's obvious to me, but it's um, it may not be obvious to all of you. So I need anybody who's supportive of this concept, who wants to do affordable housing in Cape Elizabeth, who can imagine a successful project on Galcrest, like all of the other successful projects on Galcrest, um, please consider attending the meeting on June 26th at 630 at the Cape Elizabeth Town Hall Chamber, or you can participate via Zoom or send an email to the Housing Diversity Study Committee. If you go to the Cape Elizabeth Town website, they have a big page, it's pretty obvious, um, where you can communicate and just very simple. The message is uh, please support community housing, public house, or excuse me, affordable housing on 10 acres of include included on the survey, and recommend it to the town council. It, it's it's an idea that um, is one of very few that are practical and feasible and exciting. So we do have momentum. Um, of course, we're going against the wind a little bit with the structure of the Housing Diversity Subcommittee and the dysfunction and the distrust among the committee members and the what seems like, um, I don't know, just kind of a weird path that they're taking to accomplish it, their goals and do their work. I'm confident though that a majority of the committee members are uh, diligently and honestly and earnestly doing the job that they were charged to do. And I have faith that a majority of the committee will see the light and, and see the, the brightness of this, this idea, and and move it forward. And that's it. Until next time. This is simply Delta.